to Comic Book Lessons. I'm your resident comic book nerd, Beth. And today's lesson. Um, this is probably going to be the last of my Marvel characters until next season. Because the rest of the season, there's going to be a theme. And I think you'll realise once you get closer to around the 20th episode mark, you know, where we normally start the themes. I, this is a fairly new thing that I wanted to introduce this season. Um, so I will bring a bunch of characters from like a certain team and by the end you know by the next season premiere i'm hoping that i do that team that they have that certain people have been members of at some point but anyway we're going off topic um so anyways today's episode depending on which era you grew up with which generation grew up in you might know this character by one of two names or both names angel or archangel yes today's episode is going to be on warren warren worthington the third aka angel aka archangel depending on who you ask like i said so anyways um so oh man this is probably going to be one of my longest episodes we're doing both you know, we're covering the Archangel and we're covering the Angel. <laughs> you know, so this could take a while. So anyways, I have my notes, don't worry. So anyways, Warren Kenneth Worthington III, as I mentioned, he has been known as Angel and Archangel and he appears in comic books from um, Marvel Comics and he is a founding member of the x-men from 1963 so he was created by stanley and jack kirby back in the day and he would make his first appearance in the x-men issue number one of september of 1963 and if you know anybody ever had the x-men it's a group of mutants who help fight to help with you know, <laughs> I do apologise, my phone dinged close to the microphone. Anyways, um, they are a group of mutants who help mutant kind against threats from either fellow mutants or humans that will look to cure mutants or kill mutants. Anyways, we'll get into that when we, uh, I eventually do the X-Men episode. Oh boy, that's going to be at least... 500 parts i'm kidding and i will break it into two <laughs> like i would normally do i don't usually go past two parts but it depends on the complication of the history you know anyways so as i mentioned he is a mutant but he and his ability was to fly and he possessed feathered wings that would extend from his back and he is actually a i think it's either a millionaire or a billionaire i'm not 100 percent certain i think that's been changed over the years anyways um he is the heir of his family's fortune 
and he, he had a privileged background, so this made him be stereotyped as self-absorbed and unable to deal with hardships during his early years with the X-Men. And this personality would be, you know, replaced in the 1980, late 1980s with a more introspective and brooding personality when he would become Archangel. We will go into that. Don't worry. Now, as I mentioned, uh, while his wings were originally feathered, his wings would become metallic and he would get new powers when he became Archangel. So, going into his publication history a bit, because, you know, he's from the Silver Age, I believe. Yeah, I'm going to... I think it was the Silver Age, right? Because of the eras that they go by and the years they say that the Silver Age, the Golden Age, you know, yeah, 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 changed, you know, it's kind of defined which era it is, but anyways, um, so, as I mentioned, he was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby, and he would make his first appearance in X-Men number one in 1963 as Angel. Now, Stanley made Angel rich and conceited. As well as him, he winged human. And this is interesting because I don't think people would say this about Angel. He was the first Marvel character to possess wings. And he would appear as a regular character in that title until the cancellation with issue number 66. And the title would be, you know, revived shortly after, which would repent. Earlier issues from issue 67 to 93, but in 1970 to 1971, a three-part Angel solo series feature would be published as a backup strip in Kazan issues 2 and 3 and Marvel's Tales number 30. Now, as I... But an Angel would make a comeback. He would make a comeback about 10... Over 10 years later to the X-Men books. And he would reappear in the revamp by Len Ween. I do apologise. And Dave Cockrum in 1975. With the introduction of the all new, all different X-Men. Or as we know it. Science Size X-Men issue number one in May of 1975. Well, that's not the title. But it was published in May 1975. But he would leave the title with issue 94. And Angel and Iceman, his fellow founder of the X-Men, they would join a team called the Champions, which would run from 1975 to 1978. And the series creator, Tony Isabella, had wanted to do a series about Angel and Iceman. Then they said Triceman. Unless there's three of him or he's a trifle, I would be very concerned. Anyways, um, so they want, he wanted to get them to travel together on the highway in the vein of Route 66. But the editors told him to make it into a full team book. They were like, you cannot have two men on a road trip together. Oh, God. <laughs> Basically. Now, Angel would return to the X-Men briefly in the... Issue 134 of Uncanny X-Men. 
officially returning the, to the team four issues later in 138 before once again leaving 10 issues later in 148 he comes and goes let's just say for the rest of this episode he's going to come and go a number of times now after this he would along with Beast and Iceman, he would join the roster of the Defenders as part of the short-lived revamp of the title in which the series was renamed The New Defenders. Now, he would stay with the title as the lead of the group for the book's <laughs> last three years of publication it, between 1983 and 1986. And the series would be cancelled in 1986 to free up Angel and his fellow X-Men to star in X-Factor, which would debut in February. Now, Angel remained in the book until issue 70, which was the last issue before the book would be revamped with an all-new roster. Now, during X-Factor issues 16 to 24, he was presumed dead after losing his wings and apparently killing himself in a plane crash. We talked about this. This happened just after Mutant Massacre. And Mutant Massacre is one of my early episodes. You can go back and listen to that episode, obviously. Um, I believe it was back in very early days of season one. Anyway, so he would be drastically revamped as a character. And he would be given a new costume, blue skin, and metallic wings, which would fire blades. And he would first appear in Archangel, as Archangel, not in Archangel, he hasn't had a solo series as far as I know at this point, in X Factor issue 24 in January of 1988. Now, according to the writer and penciler, Louise and Walt Simonson, the Archangel revamp was motivated in part by their feeling that Angel was a Mary Sue, you know, being a wealthy, handsome and adored by women person, and in part by the fact that due to the inflation of superhero abilities, he was underpowered compared to the other characters in the Marvel Universe. So he would be the added to the Uncanny X-Men title and he would appear in the series and in its little sit, you know, off on the side series. Um, well, I say off to the side, but a companion series called X-Men for most of the 90s. Now, in 1996, Marvel would also publish a one-shot story simply called Archangel, which would be written by Peter Milligan. And he would also appear alongside Psylocke in a limited series called Psylocke and Archangel Crimson Dawn, which would last for four issues from August 1997 to November 1997. So between 1999 to 2001, he would also appear in the series X-Men The Hidden Years, which was set in the original X-Men's early days. Now, under the writers, Joe Casey and Chuck Austin, Angel would become the leader of the X-Men team that would appear in the pages of Uncanny X-Men. <laughs> I do apologise. Now, after Chris Claremont replaced Austin on that title, because he came back. He was like, I'm back, bitches. I'm coming back. 
anyways um the, he would go away for several months before appearing in another Claremont written series called Excalibur. I will do an Excalibur lesson at some point. I might do it in season four because I have season three lined up. Anyways, um, and he would appear in volume three in 2004. And he would continue to ex guest star in the Incredible Hulk's titles during the World War Hulk events and then returned to the Uncanny X-Men through 538 and also appear in X-Force Volume 3 in 2008 where the character would regain his metallic wings and again assume the codename Archangel and Subsequently, he would have his mind and personality wiped in Uncanny X-Force. Now, after his personality was stripped, he would appear only as a background character, you know, one of the students, pardon me, at the Jean Grain School in Wolverine and the X-Men until he would graduate. And he spends most time off-panel at Worthington Industries. And there was also a time-displaced version of Angel, his younger version and time displaced should i say um but we're not really going to go into that because this is already going to be a long lesson so we're going to be sticking with the main timeline warren worthington the third so going into his angel days you know this is his character history really we've really gone into the fictional the publication history Oh man, get ready. That's all I'm going to say is get ready <laughs> because there is a lot. Now, anyways, starting with his time as Angel. Um, give me a moment. I do apologize. Um, so big. So, Warren Worthington, he would be born in Centerpoint, New York, to Catherine Worthington and Warren Worthington Jr. He would attend the Phillips Exeter Academy in his adolescence when his feathered wings began to grow from his shoulder blades. At first, Warren felt that he was a freak, an aberration, but he would soon, lo soon learn that he could use his wings to fly and help people. And when there was a fire in his dormitory, he would borrow some props from the school's drama department, dress up as a heavenly angel, and rescue his friends. And he would soon learn that he was in fact a mutant. And he would soon, and he would don a mask and costume, calling himself the Avenging Angel. And sorry, I'm, I will be back. And I, I nope. Oh, I'm okay. I just. My mic was just being weird. From sorry about this. And he would call himself the Avenging Angel, and he would become a solo adventurer before being recruited by Professor Charles Xavier for the X Men. Now Warren's status as a wealthy playboy, as well as being an outspoken individual, <laughs> I do apologise for this. Give me a moment. Who chafes at the notion of being told what to do was the subject of much tension within the X-Men. In particular, Warren was in love with Jean Grey, who was in love with Scott Summers, 
although he ultimately set aside his love for Jean, coming to terms with the fact that Jean loved Scott. And, but he would still harbour an unrequited love for Jean, even as he began dating Candy Southern. We'll be getting into her later, because she's going to have a huge role later. Anyways, um, so I will be back. Um, I'm recording quite late, as you see, so I will finish off recording soon, like, tomorrow night. So I do apologise, so this episode might be later than usual. Back again, guys, with rest of the lesson. I'm so sorry about that. Yesterday, it, I had to cut off due to time and everything. So, anyways, continuing from where we were up to. So, at this point, you know, he's, you know, tonight dating another girl. He's, you know, been recruited to the X-Men. You know, go back and listen to the earlier part of the episode to, so you can understand where we're up to at this point. I do apologise about that anyway. Um, so, back to where, where we were up to. Um, so, as we know, he's now dating Candy, but this happens not long after. So, while pursuing Sauron, no, not Sauron as in, like, some mystical person or the guy from, I believe it might be... The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. Anyways. And while pursuing him in the Savage Land, Angel would be attacked by Petrodons. Petrodons? Yeah, Petrodons. I'm going to go with. Petronodons. Petronodons, I do apologise. Um, um, pardon me. Fall to his death. He would be have remained dead if not for the creator, who was Magneto without his costume. Now, Magneto would provide the necessary medical treatment needed to revive Angel and provide him with a new blue and white costume. Now, unknown to Angel, the costume also had a device installed that allowed Magneto to gain control over Angel, which he would do months later when he made an attack on the X-Men. Now, also around this time... Angel would publicly reveal himself as a mutant after discovering that not only his uncle, Bert Worthington, who goes by the name of the Dazzler, though he is no way related to the Dazzler known as Alison Blair, who would be a later mutant heroine and brief love interest for Warren in her own comic series, who also uses the same name. Um, he, he would murder... Warren's father, Warren Worthington Jr., but also poisoned his mother in order to ensure his inheritance of the Worthington fortune. Now, this is building up to um, something to do with the, um, you know, the next generation of the X-Men, the 1975 X-Men, um, so, when the original X-Men were captured by the mutant island Krakoa, which we see in modern day that they live happily ever after on, you know, free love, free peace, free everything. <laughs> Anyways, Professor X would create a new team of X-Men to come and rescue them. Now, when this new team decided to stay on as X-Men, 
Angel and the rest of the original team, with the exception of Cyclops, would leave. And he and Iceman would go to Los Angeles, where they would find where they found the champions alongside Hercules, Black Widow, and Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. Just had to make to give you note of that that it is Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider <laughs> at this time. Now, following the apparent death of Jean Grey and Cyclops's ex- subsequent exile from the team, Warren would rejoin the X Men. Now, during this time, he would pursue unsuccessfully, or pursue, should I say, the pop star known as Alison Blair, also known as Dazzler, who we talked about a little bit earlier. Now, he would grow increasingly disturbed by the behaviour and actions shown by Wolverine, and he would quit the team in protest. They said in progress or process. Progress. Protest. Anyways, um... So he would then be kidnapped by the Morlock leader, Callisto. Now, the Morlocks we talked about during the Mutant Massacre. So I will do an episode on the Morlocks eventually. If you want one, I will do it in season four, (laughs) maybe. Yeah, but you can make suggestions for episodes in season four in... Uh, on Twitter at Lessons81 or, you know, <laughs> if you want a Morlock episode, go suggest it there. Anyways, so he was intending to force Angel... Who, she was intending on forcing Angel to be her lover and that's why he was captured. So Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus and Sprite would arrive in time to stop Callisto from cutting off Angel's wings. Sprite is a name that Kitty Pride was going by at this time. Don't ask. I didn't... This wasn't my idea. I don't know who came up with that idea. Now, he, she believed that without them, Angel would be able, unable to flee from her, and Storm would fight and defeat Callisto for the right to be leader of the Morlocks, effectively pre-freeing Angel along the way. Now, shortly after, Angel would join the Defenders alongside Beast, Iceman, and his girlfriend, Candy Southern. I said Candy would be back. She's back. (laughs) Anyways. Now, using Angel's Colorado home as their base, the group had several adventures before most of the group were killed free their teammate, Moondragon, from demonic, demonic possession. I do apologise. Now, Angel would consider retirement following the collapse of the event. Defenders. <laughs> Nearly got confused. <laughs> Anyways. But the discovery of Jean Grey being alive would change his mind. But And Jean Grey was furious at the, in, the increase of, you know, anti-mutant hysteria in the two years she'd been missing and opposed to the X-Men's decision to align themselves with the villain Magneto. Now, to appease Jean's desire for action, Warren would organise a team known as X-Factor, and he would recruit his old prep school pal... Pal? That's what Americans called friends. But anyways, uh, we call them just friends in England. Anyways... To, and he was recruiting to run the team. 
unaware that Karen, Cameron, I nearly said Karen, <laughs> do apologise, Cameron hated mutants, in particular Warren. Now, since Cyclops was married to Madeline Pryor at the time, Madeline Pryor, if you don't know, is the mother of Cable. Cable, we will be doing an episode on Cable sooner or later. Next season, in fact, we're doing an episode on Cable. But anyways, you're waiting to see which, well, when in season three it will be. Anyways, so, and he would react coldly to Jean's return. And Angel would take advantage of Jean's need for emotional support and express his love for her. And this would destroy his relationship with Candy after Candy would find Warren consoling Jean. Now... Journey time. Journey time into Archangel time. Anyways, so we're going into his transformation into Archangel and his time as Archangel. So, basically, the X-Factor's formation would begin an upheaval in Warren's life. Warren's friend, friend in brackets, well, not brackets, in quotation marks, friend, Cameron Hodge decided to abuse Warren's trust and portray X Factor as mutant hunters for hire, further fueling anti mutant sentiment. An altercation with the Brotherhood of Mutants would allow Mystique to discover the relationship between the mutant hunters and the former X Men, and she would expose Warren as the financial backer for X Factor causing a public relations nightmare. Now, Warren's wings would be mutilated in the, during this time. They would be mutilated during the Mutant Massacre. You can go back and listen to the Mutant Massacre episode that I did in Season 1 to find out what happened there a bit more. But it plays a big part in what happened to Angel. And this would happen at the hands of the Marauder known as Harpoon. Now, when the wings were developed by Gangrene... Yep, Gangrene, I'm going to go with Gangrene, yep. Cameron Hodge would violate Angel's wishes and have the crippled wings amputated. Now, despondent over the loss, Warren would escape the hospital and commands his private jet. It would explode in the air as the rest of the X-Factor would. Not the X-Factor as in the TV, the talent show X-Factor as in the team X-Factor. Don't worry. <laughs> Anyways, um, they would watch helplessly from below on the ground. Now, it was ultimately revealed that Cameron had sabotaged Warren's plane in order to finish off his nemesis in a apparent suicide. Now, this is where Apocalypse comes riding in. Oh dear. Apocalypse, Apocalypse, Apocalypse. Where do I start with him? I don't like Apocalypse, if you can't tell. <laughs> He's not my favourite X-Men villain. Anyways, so, now before sec seconds before the explosion would happen, Warren would be spirited away by an ancient mutant known as Apocalypse, an apocalypse would offer to restore Angel's wings if Angel would serve him as one of his four horsemen. 
Now, Apocalypse would subject Angel to extensive genetic alterations, giving him blue skin and organic metal wings which can cut through almost anything. The wings can fire the metal feathers as projectiles, and Apocalypse would give Warren the title of Death, and he would make Warren the leader of his horsemen after he defeated pardon me, the others in a fight and give him a drug that removed his reservations to a fo- follow Apocalypse's dark plans. Now, death would be unveiled to, Ange- to X-Factor during their second encounter with the horsemen. And Warren would sadistically exploit the weaknesses of his friends to defeat them in combat. Now, during a later attack on Manhattan, Iceman would fake his own death at the Warren's hands hoping that the shock of killing a friend would be able would enable him to break free of the influence of Apocalypse's drug. Now, although freed, Warren would refuse to rejoin X-Factor, feeling that he had changed too much psychologically to be a hero. Oh my god, that is insane. Anyways, so, he would seek out Candy Southern. I said Candy would come back, didn't I? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> Anyways, um, but he would find out that she was missing, and she would learn that what Candy had been lobotomized to protect Cameron Hodges' secrets, including the establishment of the anti-mutant metallia known as the Right, using funds embezzled from Warren. Now, in the confrontation that would follow, Cameron would murder Candy in front of Warren and he would decapitate Cameron. I'll be back in a moment and I'm just going to get a drink of water. Um, If you can't tell, my throat is really dry. Back again, sorry about that. I hope my my voice sounds a bit better because, as I said, it was a bit dry. Anyways, so, as I mentioned, he would murder Hodge. He'd be dead. So... After this, changing his codename from Death to Dark Angel, he would rejoin X-Factor and take the codename Archangel during the events of Inferno. Inferno mainly involved the X-Men, where we would see Ileana Rasputin turn into this demon, demonic version of herself. But anyways, we're not really going to talk about that anyways. So, Warren would later meet and become romantically involved with a woman named Charlotte Jones, who was a New York City police officer and a single mother at the time. And it was with Charlotte's help that X-Factor would free Warren from the Ravens, a cult of near-immortal psychic vampires. What is it with vampires? (laughs) Anyways... It was then during this battle that Warren's survival was made public knowledge, allowing him to regain control over his family's remaining business holdings and his personal fortune. Now, the X-Factor would rejoin the X-Men following the defeat of the Shadow King on Muir Island. Shadow King, if you don't know, he was the villain that paralysed. In the comics, it did not happen this way in the movies, as you know. He was the villain that would paralyse Professor X. 
Anyways, so he's been Archangel, he's had his fun as Archangel, he's back to Angel now, he's coming back to Angel. Now, after rejoining the X-Men, Archangel's behaviour would lessen. He was brooding at this time, he was in a mood for some reason. Anyways, after Jean would reveal to Warren that his wings, which Warren were believed to have a mind of their own, had actually been operating off of Warren's own unconscious desires for violence. Now, this, combined with Warren's accidental decapitation of the Mutant Liberation Front member Kamikaze, would lead Warren to try and reject the dark cloud that had hung over his head ever since gaining his new wings. Now, Warren's relationship with Charlotte Jones would fade as he began dating fellow X-Men member Psylocke. No, he is not dating Cyclops. That would be... As cool as that would sound, I don't think it'd be a pairing that works, personally. Anyways, so in an attempt to put his dark days behind him, he would retire his deaf uniform for the blue and white costume Magneto had made for him. Now, after Psylocke would be evascerated, evascerated, I'm going to go with, by the X-Men prisoner Sabretooth during an escape attempt, Warren and the X-Men would track him down and catch him, but not before he was able to badly damage Warren's metal wings. Now, over time, the damage to his wings would spread, and eventually the wings would shatter completely, and this would reveal that his feathered wings had been growing back within them and had broken them apart on the inside. Now, this followed a visit from Ozymandias, I'm going to say it's pronounced, who would tell him that he is indeed one of Apocalypse's chosen ones. Now, regaining his original angel powers, he would still retain his blue skin colour. Okay, that's a weird combo. Blue skin with angel feathers? That's weird. Anyways, so Angel is one of several X-Men who were present during when Gambit's culpability in the mutant massacre was made public by Magneto, which would turn him against his teammates. Now, shortly after this happening, with the X-Men broken their mansion stripped bare by the US government, Angel would volunteer money to help keep the team going, although this required him reclaiming full control over his family company to do so. Now, tracking some of his family's finances some of his company's finances at this time, he would learn that the former villains, the Thunderbolts, were retrieving a jet that was reused by the champions. But although initially suspicious of the Thunderbolts' motives, after joining them in a confrontation with Graviton, Warren would accept their genuine desire to reform, leaving them with the jet as he would wish them luck. Now... He would return, Angel would return to the X-Men following the events of the Twelve, in which his wings temporarily further mutated into wings made of light, and he would gain giant talon-like hands and healing powers, which Warren would use to restore the mobility of crippled horsemen of Apocalypse War. Yep, that's happened. Anyways, so, returning to the X-Men, he would find that his relationship with Psylocke was gone as she had began dating the 
new X-Men recruit Thunderbird. Yes, there has been more than one Thunderbird, but I mean the third version known as Neil Shara. Shara? I'm going to say Shara? Yeah, Shara. I'm going to go with. Now, when Rogue would leave the X-Men to join Storm's Splinter Group, Extreme X-Men. Yes, very 90s name. Anyways, with, with Extreme being just an X. Angel would be promoted to the head of the X-Men's field team. And Angel's squad fights would f- fight the anti-mutant group, the Church of Humanity. And Mystique and her newest incarnation with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And he, they would tangle with the Vanisher, who had gone into business with several medical companies to create a designer drug that would give mut- humans mutant-like powers. Now, Angel would also become entangled in a love triangle with rookie X-Men member Paige Goffrey. Paige Goffrey is the younger sister of... I want to say Speedball, but I think it might be Cannonball. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, it's Cannonball. I knew it was one of the two. I get confused. Please leave me alone and don't come after me for that mistake. And the mutant prostitute known as Stacy X. Now, furthermore, during the battle, a battle with Black Tom Cassidy, Angel's regression to his pre-death state was complete when he would revert to his normal Caucasian skin colour when when Tom Black Cassidy now turned into a plant-type vampire, would be attempt to drain Angel's life force from him. And his healing powers from the Twelve also manifested itself again, in the form of the revelation that Angel's blood had miracle healing properties. Oh boy. I don't think I'm going to go much more into this, because there is a lot... So basically, he's back and forth and everything between being Archangel and Angel. So we're going to go into his powers and abilities. So as Angel, Warren's primary powers is that of natural flight due to his large feathered wings that he possesses as Angel. His wings had superhuman strength and a very flexible skeletal structure that enabled him to press them to the back of his torso and legs with only the slightest bulge visible under his clothing. His bones are hollow, his body processes food more efficiently than a normal human body, and he it does not restore store any excess fat, and he would possess a greater proportionate muscle mass than normal, and as a result... His strength, speed, agility, flexibility, eyesight, wait, endurance, reflex, reflexes, coordination, balance, eyesight, and hearing are at their peak. Now, elements of his auto- autonomy are comparable to those of birds, especially birds of prey. And his eyes can withstand high-speed winds, which could damage would damage the normal human eye. And he can breathe at high velocities or altitudes, and he can cope with the reduced temperatures at high altitudes. 
for prolonged periods of time, giving him a greater than normal capacity pardon me, to endure low temperatures in areas such as the Arctic. The strength in his natural wings can also easily break a man's arm or leg, or even put someone through a wall. Now, he, while he generally flies under beneath the height of the clouds, he, he can also reach this height with little effort. And at his absolute maximum, he can reach the highest recorded altitude of a bird in flight, about the height of Mount Everest, bear in mind. So that's quite high. But he can also remain that high for a few minutes. Now, although flight is as natural a mode of transportation for Angel as for a bird, he can only fly non-stop under his own power for about half a day. That's not long at all. I thought it'd be longer. Anyways, so... Now, having undergone heavy training with Professor X especially with his flight indoors, he has demonstrated superior agility, flexibility, reflexes, coordination and balance while flying and he has been shown to beat superhuman beings much faster than him like the human torch by dodging them and having them smash against the ground or wall at full speed. Now, he is also a, a com, an accomplished hand-to-hand combatant, having defeated several of the werewolf-like Homo Superior when Wolverine was defeated. And he was trained in hand-to-hand combat at Charles's school. While dating Psylocke, he would also receive a considerable amount of art martial arts instruction. And during his years on the team, he was given extensive training from Wolverine. And when he was once a surprising wolverine after taking down some men he turned around and said my father spoiled me with me with more than money that's not how i picture him speaking but anyways just to put that line across (coughs) (coughs) give me a moment now he would also receive further instruction from the black from black widow and hercules during his days with the champions now, as a result of a secondary mutation that would surface and that had been shown inconsistently, he would also develop a healing factor and could also heal others by mixing his blood with theirs, provided they have a matching blood type to Warren. Now, his healing blood does not work with Nightcrawler. That's interesting. Now... Although powerful, this mutation can vary in potency. Potency. Potency, yeah. At times, he cannot aid the terminally wounded. At others, he can actually raise the recently dead. Now, this secondary mutation suggests that he may be descended from the ancient race of Cherifirm mutants. They're basically like descendants of angels, I believe, of some kind... Um, anyways, he was is nearly immune to injury because his healing blood is constantly flowing through him. And at its onset, he can repair broken bones in days, but his healing abilities have been enhanced since then. And in an issue of X-Force, it would be apparent that it was apparent that his healing factor comes from his wings as seen when Warren is savagely attacked and his wings are ripped from his body and they 
his healing factor failing to work and he must be healed by Alexa, also known as Josh Foley, if you don't know who Alexor is. He is a mutant who... I believe you might have healing abilities. I might be wrong there, and I do apologise if I have, because I don't really know anything about Excella. Ex Alexa. I'm going to pronounce it front like that, because I'm not sure. I've never heard the name said out loud. Anyways, now it would be revealed that the celestial technology bonded to him by Apocalypse would re prevent Alexa from regenerating his wings and they would regenerate eventually on it their own now aside from his superhuman powers he the original warren was a highly capable businessman and the new warren has accordingly retained or inherited his possession as the primary stockholder and chairman emeritus basically former chairman of the board of directors at warren win industries now his powers are a little bit different when we go into the Archangel side of things. But he basically... He possesses a set of metal techno-organic wings grafted onto him by the genetic engineering of Apocalypse when Apocalypse renamed him the Horseman of Death. Now, these wings are composed of a hard, sharp, organic material that resembles the organic steel of Colossus's body. And the wings would give him the ability to project his metallic wings out from his feathers out from his wings at great speed and with tremendous force, enabling them to even pierce steel. Now, Archangel does not have complete control over his feathers, and which sometimes shoot from his wings against his conscious will in response to his unconscious aggressive drives. The feathers are laced with a neuro neural inhibitor chemical which would be regenerated by archangels of body which would induce temporary paralysis and these wings would allow him to fly at speeds much na faster than his natural feathered wings would and the edges of these metal wings are also razor sharp allowing them to be used as weapons now while he believed that he had lost his metal wings when he regrew his organic ones the, the celestial technology never left his system, and his natural preparing wings contain the celestial technology inside them. Now, when implanted into in regular human beings, the technology would induce a transformation similar to that of Warren's. Now, when his feathered wings would be severed from his body by Wolfsbane, his metal wings would grow back in their place, and furthermore, his skin has reverted from to blue and his old archangel costume has appeared a few times now his body would return to normal the metal, the metal wings being replaced with the appearance of his feathered ones indicating that warren has the ability to switch between metal and feathered wings and his angel and archangel appearances now during a battle with Celine coven blink would teleport wings Warren's wings apart, shredding them to pieces. However, within a minute, they began to painfully regrow, indicating that his healing power may still exist. Now, the wings had been shown to be a capable of a healing apocalypse. And issue 14 of X-Men Second Coming, Dr. Nemesis questioned the rate that they would grow as the biology is different from Colossus's armour. 
Now, after the death of Warren and the Archangel Persona via the Life Seed, Angel would come back to life as an amnesiac with healing powers far beyond what he has ever been able to be co originally come upon accomplish, as demonstrated when he resurrected a recently dead dog. So that's basically everything for Angel slash Archangel. So I'm going to go into a little bit of recommended reading. So for my first recommendation, shoot, give me a moment, having a little problem. <coughs> so for my first recommended reading will be the min four issue mini series but with Psylocke and Archangel and called Psylocke and Archangel Crimson Dawn. Now it is four issues and it's basic <laughs> I can't remember what it's about. I not re I read it but I haven't read it in a while. You know, so I can't remember exactly what it's about, so I do apologize. So, um, for my second recommendation, I'm going to go for X Factor, where we see the original X-Men reunited, you know, working as a team. You know, you see him turn into Archangel during this, during that title. You know, you see, you see him really change and you see the changes that, we know warrants have now, you know. So, anyways, and for my final recommendation, this was tough because so many of the stories he's appeared in have been, you know, like the Silver Age where he wasn't quite prominent. Um, his Archangel ones have mainly been, like, you know, in, within the X-Men titles. So it's bit, it's quite difficult, you know, to try and come up with some recommended reading. So I do apologise. Um, you know what? I think I might throw an alternate, you know, version book in. I might, but I'm not sure. Um, mm. no, not I can see. Those are the two I'm going to go for. So, going into a little bit of a discussion regarding, you know, Angel Sign Archangel. Sorry, give me a moment. I'm just getting something. Ow! Anyways, um, so... Do I think... Who's a better version? Not of the character, but... Which works better, Angel or Archangel? Oh, that's quite a controversial one because I think it depends on who you ask. I think most 90s kids will say Archangel because that's 
the era they grew up with, you know. Um, some might say angel, you know. I think it depends. I think both sides represent different parts. I know this isn't like he that I'm aware of. He has no mental health issues, but it's like two sides of the same coin, if you will. You know, they're two different aspects of Warren's personality. You know, that grum, brooding, angry guy versus this sweet guy that just wants to save people. You know. Yeah, I think that's a tough balance to have with these two personas, you know, because Archangel is built to kill, you know, he is built to be this angry being, you know, um, an angel, angel's like the softer version with not, with, you know, without the baggage, if you will. Do I, now, that's kind, I, it's a tough question to answer, you know, which one's the better persona? I think they both have good attributes that make them decent, you know, interesting to read, you know. Um, do I think we'll see either version in live action, or in a movie, or in animation? If I'm going to be honest, I don't actually know because I don't know which way you would go with him. Would you go down the Archangel route? Would you go down the Angel route? Because we've seen both routes go down, been gone down before in live action. And both times have been big disasters. Let's just say it like that. Um, it's not worked out great. Um, so I don't know if people would want to see, you know, a version of Angel in live action or even hell. Archangel. Anyways, so that's basically all I have. That's the end of discussion. So stick around for my sum up tweet. And until next time, bye. So here is my sum up tweet for Warren Worthington III, or as I'm going to call him. Angel slash Archangel for this sum up tweet. <clears throat> Angel slash Archangel. Pretty much two sides of the same coin, but with different approaches of how they get missions done. Although Archangel has the edge when it comes to best costume, both sides both can put up a fight when seen in the sky. <laughs>